This is how it's going to start. Hello and welcome you here to the thing that it is, that it is, that it was, that it now and ever shall be. The podcast of the name I just said. Live today by say how you are. Thank you for stepping inside of the zone that we are currently occupying. For today, we have something rounded up and ready to blast for, for you and only you, unless you're listening to it on, and possibly on some speakers in a general area where others are around. I do suggest listening to the podcast on speakers, as that way it Sounds better. That's how we mixed it down here on the studio. Jordan, we decided we'd like you to listen to the same. Make no mistake, you are tuned into the imperialistic listening station known as the Executive Buffet. Hands on the branch. Driven by Daddy's big red truck with the help of Kevin Tedcorn, Jason Pepperhouse. Here we are. For one quick moment before we begin. Gosh. Dude, I gotta tell you what, that music was making me straight up freaking nuts. Okay, how about something different? And then we'll get the podcast started here. Go, pop. Riding in a little bobsled Built for a squirrel It's not even cold outside But you know It's my world Riding in the backyard Going super fast Coming down skis Gonna go in the gutter I'm a little bit squirrel I'm a gold to all these strawberries That I saw all the other day I'm a little bit of motherfucker Come back, get me, catch me, say I got a little bit of car, it's like a mercy days. Yeah, I live in the trees. I play outside all day and take naps in the sea. I can't float because my fur creates so much fucking surface tension. It's unbelievable. Yo, shout out to otters out there. Squirrels slash dogs of the sea. Otters, they might bite you, but if you do get bit by an otter, you probably are, either had it coming or you wanted to get bit by an otter. Me, personally, I love to get bit by any animal I see. Just to have that interaction logged. That means I got the interaction with that animal freaking logged in the form of a bite on my skin. Do it again. Don't care if it's tiger or moose. 
Don't care if it's a big papoose coming at you with its teeth all loose. Take a bite of your forearm juice. Comes out in the form of blood. Oh my god, I love it. I just want to see wild animals, don't you? Yeah. I want to see wild animals in their natural environments. Not in the zoo. executive buffet folks now please enjoy a podcast with two of my all-time favorite guests ever in the same place is recorded online a little bit a few weeks ago so if it doesn't sound super current that's just how the nature of time uh please welcome the wonderful amazing and super talented steve hernandez and blair saki You are being you are being swindled. That's for real. You're getting fucking screwed. God 100%. damn. See, you know, I try to be an independent fucking bitch, and then the truth is that if I were married right now, I would have better internet because a man would have done that. Maybe not. Maybe he'd be a fucking idiot, and he would expect you to take care of that shit. You're right. Glass half full. Okay. <laughs> Podcast is starting now. Now. Welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton featuring Blair Saki and Steve Hernandez here. A special double guest. This is a trip, triple three-way podcast. <laughs> this is as good as it gets in terms of conversation, banter. We've got a lot of different rep- faces represented here, a lot of voices. I think it's mostly I cover most of the voices. I'm yeah, queer Steve. and brown and fat. Exactly. So Steve takes care of what Blair and I distinctively <laughs> lack. Which we have none. Yes. <laughs> have none whatsoever. But I also, I, know, I don't know that for sure. I could have a bunch of, I have, I'm scared to get my DNA tested because I might find something that would be really interesting, you know? I don't want to have to deal with that. Johnny, you seem like an open-minded guy. You've never thought about experimenting with a man? Um, oh, I here we go. Literally one minute in. I just, Literally uh, <laughs> less than 90 seconds. Right. I would Steve say that, that I... that uh, one queued off, ready, to, ready for takeoff. <laughs> well, thought about is different than actually uh, trying to do, right? I mean, I thought about all kinds of stuff, but actually like being... Oh, I want to spend my time. I want to figure this out. I, I'll probably not. <laughs> Too much. Too All much right, to right, handle. Right. And like, Blair, it's it's out of the picture for you, Blair, with another woman. No, it's not out of the picture for me at all. No, definitely not. Well, you play but, sports. Um, That's basically already you know. <laughs> college I've level. Never, <laughs> yes. No, I've never done it though. But never so what? like that's. Um, I've never hooked up with a girl, um, so uh, I feel like... Have you made out like, with a girl? Um, 
Like one time in high school, this uh-huh. older girl did it in front, like grab my face in front of a bunch of guys, but that's wow. it. It was like not, um, yeah, that's a fun it. thing. It was like a silly fun thing. I guess. Yeah. I, I, or I was just like used as a pawn for her <laughs> thing. Yeah. But well, no, it's not out of the question, but like I do, I'm trying to kind of get my life together and like meet my life partner. So that's not really the direction I'm going, I guess. <laughs> Until it is. <laughs> you know I mean, say? it comes from where you least expect. Next thing you know, you meet this, uh, Meet this lady, sort of a what's her name? The the lady from uh, Best in Show and um, and uh, Jane, tall lady, I mean, deep voice. Jane oh, Lynch. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. A Jane Lynch type walks into Blair's life and just all of a sudden says, "Hi, so uh, what's up with this uh, volleyball trophy?" <laughs> that's not really my see my type though would be um like that's not my type a lot of my girlfriends like say they would love they're like attracted to butch women you know yeah. but I would like like my type would be a femme girl but mm-hmm. she's like a top you know yeah I they have so. those yeah yeah I think a lot of those butch ladies it's not so much you're attracted to them as they fucking do their witchcraft on you, you know what I mean? It's like that Tignataro No, thing. they have the fucking X factor is the thing, you know? Um, yeah. My concern, though, really with the um, my attraction to women is that I see them through the male gaze. You do? And Why? I Cause hate you, that. Because how you were brought up? I guess, yeah. But, like, I like, you know, like like women that I find attractive have like huge boobs and like, <laughs> you know, this fucking bullshit meathead like perspective that sickens yeah. me. Nothing wrong with huge boobs. No, I know. Yeah, I know. I mean like fake ones. Okay. Well, I mean, the older you get, Blair, don't you? Fi- I mean, I'm always trying to figure out why I find things attractive for what reason, what it really means. Cause I do think that a lot of the stuff is like put in us when we're young. Like I don't yeah. like, I don't like that I've been with mostly white women in my life. I know that that is like a racist thing. No, it's not racist. No, no, I, I really do believe, especially with really? my dad, the, the way my dad is, I, um, my dad's like a very gung ho Mexican guy. I mean, yeah. he, he got beat when he was in first and second grade you know, for speaking Spanish. So yeah. there's a big generation of uh, Mexicans, especially here in Los Angeles. Same with Brit's like, parents. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Her, the, parents, the, her grandparents. There is that like level of where it's like, all right, I'm not going to speak Spanish to my kids. Uh, mm. We're American, that kind of thing. So I think somewhere along the lines, uh, I got crossed in my stupid, you know, my dumb little kid brain that white was American mm-hmm. and that white was the best. And that that's just something now that, I, I, that is in me that I, I'm trying to overcome, although I'm pretty deeply in love with this. Well, I'll call her the last white, uh, my girlfriend now. So I don't know what to do about that. She could, she could be Mexican. I would believe it if she said she was. A lot of people think she's Colombian yeah. or like some kind of Latina or Italian at the very yeah, least. Uh, totally. She's loud as fuck. That's why. <laughs> um, but she's just, uh, she's like a Norwegian white. Her parents are like proud to be like Norwegian. Yeah. That's yeah. very white. That's like the, uh, that's like the kind of white nationalist kind of white. 
What, uh, Blair, what do you feel, what kind of attraction things do you feel have been like grinded into you that you're trying to overcome? Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm trying to overcome. Like I've dated, uh, a lot, like I haven't dated one type, so I haven't followed like a linear type of man at all. Not at all? Like I've, no, like I've dated all over. Each guy is kind of like more different than the next. Mine is like every alcoholism. type of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a Jack Daniels guy. I knew. I knew every Johnny type of alcohol. <laughs> well, I said that because you say it all the time. It's like you always talk no, about it. Oh, I know. How attracted alcoholics are. I know. You I are, know. So. Um, yeah, like, what's weird about being attracted to alcoholics is, like, I'm a highly disciplined person. Like, I don't know if it's, like, being a lifelong al- athlete and just, like, I grew up with a lot of discipline in my household and that was modeled for me. So, like, the the <laughs> drinking part of, like, alcoholism and stuff, like, all of that is super unattractive to me. But it's the personality traits a lot of times of those people, like, you know, I accidentally watched like Post Malone's Instagram for like an hour. <laughs> accidentally? You mean accidentally? Like I don't know. This just like good. one thing led to another, and then um. You I mean time? Like, how one one I, second comes after another second and becomes a minute, and then one minute after another minute becomes an hour. Well, like, I was like, oh, I get this. Like, here's, like, this extremely sweet, like, you can tell what a sweet person he is. Also, how insanely talented. And he's just, like, a tragic figure. And, like, you're, they're so, they're so, he's tragic? a lot of times they're so, yeah. What's tragic about posting? He's got major, major, like, substance abuse and, like, depression issues, like you can see from, like, a mile away. Um, I don't know about that. Yeah, he <laughs> does. True, Trust Johnny. me. What I do you mean about ha- More so than anyone like, else? Yeah, kind of. I mean, a lot of people have those issues, unfortunately, as we know. But, like, yeah, I can see it from a mile away now, <laughs> which I couldn't when I was younger. But what I'm saying is it's, like, the like the actual substances and stuff are really gross to me and like I don't like it but like there's qualities about these addicts that are inherently attractive to me unfortunately even though rationally I'm not attracted to it hmm so how come I've only dated (laughs) Mexican women then (laughs) maybe you have good taste that's what it is I guess yeah only yeah. so before before your wife you dated another Mexican woman. Um, I think it's probably about eighty percent at this point. Yeah, it's well, not I, weird. I imagine you being from Minnesota and stuff. That's what I I, I don't understand. Uh, you know, like a Blair, like who just dates other whites. To me, yeah. it's like you 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 want to. But date I don't some... just date other white people. Oh, let's see. I'm running <laughs> through my head what I know about you. There might be something. You know, you're talking only my last two, like, big relationships. JT is half Colombian. Okay. I mean, where's he from? I mean, he's he's from here. No, he's not a surfer. He's never surfed in his life, which is the um, whatever. Okay, what about about archery? (laughs) Another thing. Archery? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I've done some archery. He's... (laughs) He's fluent in Spanish, though. Oh, okay. That's good. I'll, yeah, that counts. That's yeah. big time. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe I've missed Yeah, like he speaks. Me. 
Yeah, and also, like, I, I'm i naturally attracted to, like, I think a lot of different uh, guys of different races, and I've dated a lot of diff- all sorts of people. Man, UCLA, I don't even want to know what, what they went down over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just some volley, volleyball queen Blair, just all exhausted, you know, pushing your body to the max. Who knows what kind of partying went down on a Friday there. Oh, my God. It was bad. I mean, it can't have been anything more than Florida State, though. Sorry yeah, when I think uh, of, when I remember and think of Johnny going to Florida State, that brings me true, that brings me true joy in my heart every time that it comes up. Dude, I, I did not know you went to Florida State. That is the funniest thing in the world. My freshman year, it. they won the national championship. People were burning mattresses in the streets and shit. I was doing keg stands. I was doing power hours. It was, uh, Dude, it was very bro. It was extremely bro. I used bro. to do that shit, too. It was, I, when I look back on it, oh, my God. Like, I was fucking... I would like do gargoyles where like a whole crowd gargoyle. would be chanting, What's like this fucking meathead bullshit like that because that's just like how I was raised. Like, What's a gargoyle? drinking party trip. It's like where you crouch on top of the keg and go for as long as you can, wow. and drink out of the spout for as long as you can, and they time you, they count out loud. That's good. I mean, I think a classic keg stand, you can't beat that because the upside down factor really makes it extreme. I don't oh, know, can you ima- fun, though. imagine yeah. Blair doing that, making her like her Triscuits face, just pounding beer? I, dude, I, w- I can't even believe how much I could drink in college. Me too. Like now I have a half glass of wine I'm wasted. Not me. I'm still on the, I'm still good. <laughs> you don't you don't drink wine though, Johnny, right? Yeah, I love wine. I drink wine all the time. Really? I feel like I've never seen you drink wine. I oh, feel I'm like you big... are always going for like a hoppy ass beer. No, no, I'm a huge wine fan. I'm kind of a wine snob even. I can I've got <laughs> really? a, I've got good taste, yeah. Whoa, you first... should talk more about that. We can talk about wine right now. You want to talk about wine? What do you like? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Do you like it salty? <laughs> do you like it briny? Do you like it oaky? What's your What's your flavor? Grassy? I don't apple-y? know if I quite have that type of lexicon of language for the wine. Um, but what I usually go for, um, when I'm at my parents' house, I'm able to drink nice wine. At my mm-hmm. house, I usually drink shitty wine. But I like a um, buttery shard. I like a Cabernet a lot. So let me tell you this right now. I think what your parents consider nice wine might actually not be that good. I mean, no. I think they're universally agreed upon, but you might differ. Here's how it works. There's good wine and there's expensive wine, and those do not necessarily intersect. Why, why are you going out yeah, to yeah, date that's what I'm saying. your parents? Why are you doing that? You because I just can wine? tell. I can just... Anytime I hear buttery Chardonnay, I'm out. I'm out. I'm like... Yeah, but I, that's that's, like that's a, the world I ran away from. I ran away from the world of buttery Chardonnay. That's why I came I mean, out yes. here to get yeah, away from that. That is Orange County. Yeah, though, it's Orange County. That's like a Republican white Coast, wine for real. Yes, buttery char. It is for sure. Hundred <laughs> percent. Nice oh, no. buttery you char. You know what's funny? I worked in a restaurant in New York. One of my seven thousand jobs, and um, like one of their main thing, they were like. Uh, a wine heavy forward restaurant 
and like everyone in New York I quickly found out like thought Chardonnay was like so gauche like um yeah. and trash Yorkers, just Yorkers the whole wine suck. itself I'm right in the middle They're I hate like those Riesling New Yorkers there. yeah I'll, I'll take a dry Riesling yeah, but right. not like a not like a sweet Riesling no thank you kidding me you're just what is contrarian this? though you're just yeah, like I a diehard contrarian. contrarian but I also have very specific taste and it's sometimes it doesn't it's not like a one or another it's not like oh New York California I feel like <laughs> they both suck and I'm stuck on this little bandwidth where there's only a sliver of happiness. I just received this fright and shock that I, I'm not fully like aware of what you guys like to eat that deeply. <laughs> well, let's get into it, Steve. Well, you know, we're trying in the quarantine, we're actually, uh, Julie and I are trying to go vegetarian. Wow, trying wow. to go full? Or are you uh, going like, doing like 80% maybe? Like, like, like 80 or 90%, like, it like just a completely oh i mean vegetarian so we'll eat eggs and cheese yeah um but like what my favorite pizza place last week where we have to go to san gabriel to go get it they have like the most amazing pepperoni pizza and then and then i took oh yeah i mean forget about it you die for i go there on my birthday that's what i do on my birthday i go for i take my absolutely uh, I take all my every every person I have a podcast with. I take and then I take my whole family <laughs> and Julia's whole family, and then so there's like twenty five or thirty of us, and then we go and then I pay and it's my favorite pizza place and oh that's we, so sweet yeah on Tuesdays you can get a, a really a huge one topping pizza for twenty bucks and uh, so we'll do that and we went to go do that and then I was like what one topping should we get and she was like onions and I was like I can't Ooh. do it. <laughs> Whoa. I, was, I love onions, but I was like, the idea of getting a huge Petrillo's one uh, onion pizza, I was like, I just can't. We have to go pepperoni. No. Well, just being forced to choose one, though, is harrowing. Like, they you're like, oh, pepperoni. onion's going to be my one. It's got to be pepperoni. There's Pep, not, yeah. it's like, a that's an important choice. Yeah. Pep's easy to pick. Pep's, I love a good pep. But yeah, that's what we're doing. So, you know, I'll typically make some kind of green shake in the, like when we wake up, we'll have coffee and a green shake around 11. Well, we'll by Kelly shake. Yeah. Five, four. <laughs> and then we'll have some kind of dinner. But, you know, we've been eating a lot to just like comfort shit. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And then we ate a lot okay. of chips. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we had like a bean and cheese burrito, a homemade bean and cheese burrito that we made the black beans. But like we ate a lot of guac and chips. That's this good. Is, this is ongoing. Um, Julia is putting on weight, if that's what you're asking, Johnny. Yes, my lover is putting on that's a lot of weight. This is ongoing. If my fucking boyfriend told, said wow. I put on weight on a podcast, I'd go to his house and kill him. I'd go to his house oh, and find him and strike him dead. Well, here's the I difference, Blair, between you and, you and me is we don't think that fat is the worst thing that could be possible. So no, that's the I don't either. I'm not fat phobic. In <laughs> yeah, fact, right. I don't even, I'm not. And I don't also think that um, thinness is hotter either, like sexually. I really don't in my truth, even though I've had to work hard to get there. But um, just because I was so disgustingly programmed by everyone around me. Um, but no, I just know I'm not in a, but I did immediately put on weight and not just in the last like, uh, week or two, I've been like, okay, working out. 
I haven't gained any weight whatsoever. <laughs> can you get fat, Johnny? Have you no, ever? Actually, I can't yeah, really. can you ever gain weight? Well, I did gain weight a couple years ago, but that's because I was eating uh, dessert every day at lunch at catering. <laughs> uh, and I was when I was living in New Orleans for tw for Twenty One Jump Street, I gained a bunch of weight, not on purpose, but on an accident. It was only like fifteen pounds. Why do they always do that at Crafty? Like I'm like, yeah, they have, have shit we took here a cake that for no lunch. one on earth would eat. <laughs> Here's yeah. a fucking cake. Here's some cookies and ice cream for lunch every fucking day. Have cake every day. I know. Have have two helpings of crab macaroni and cheese, and then have some cake every <gasps> single day. Fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they Damn. say Crafty's not for the actors, it's for the crab, crew, right? Yeah. Crab, <laughs> crab mac. That's like the most rich thing you can possibly eat, I think. Is like, or you know what? Lobster mac. Lobster mac is like, just that's a goiter right there. It's like liquid goiter. Just load it in. And Blair's frozen again. This is just wonderful. This is the joy of modern podcasting. Isn't this just great? This thing where like people cut out and then it's like uh, you can't talk over each other because the bandwidth, they can't mix the voices. There's no like, there's no nuance at all here. Well, I am happy that Blair went home to her folks for a little while. I was getting yeah. very sad for her. I didn't want to buy her lonely apartment by, you know, over there in Los Feliz, you know. I was like, damn, this is just sad. She's going to get desperate and bought some like rando alcoholic over. I'm glad she was over with her parents, her dad cooking up fucking gnocchi, gnocchi and pasta oh, every day, lasagna. Some raviol. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Want that raviol. Are you muted, Blair? Uh, she's What's going muted. On here? This is just. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. I just, have received some temptation that is so great. Like, oh my God. Talk about it. Talk about it here and now. I'd rather not, but it's painful. Oh, no, you have to. Talk about it. <laughs> I'll Steve, just say this. I'll be nice. Steve will be very critical, but it's been very insightful. <laughs> and I'll make a joke about it, okay? We're talking about like a fucking meathead with like dope thick thighs, huh? Yeah. Like thick thighs, some meathead. It's like, come on, Blair, let me just go down on you for hours. Like that kind of shit. I know it. She's she's covering it in her face because yes. she knows it's true. A guy who who played uh, soccer like in college. Yeah. And like dropped out because he had a drug problem. We don't even have to have sex, Blair. Just let me go down on yeah. you. I'll make you come a bunch of times. And then I'll leave. Whoa. He went to like, uh, he went to so Dartmouth sick. or maybe some other like, Lower tier Ivy yes. League school. Oh. His name's like, it's got a cool All name. All of my boyfriends have had really high SAT scores. Um, oh. It's a shame they're getting rid of the SATs. <laughs> they are? <laughs> yes. She can't Why? even brag about her ex-boyfriends anymore. The one good thing about it. <laughs> Why are they getting rid like, of the SAT? They said it doesn't excuse <laughs> towards uh, white people too much. That uh, this is like... People of color are, are just put too much of it at a disadvantage. What about, but Asians do the best on those tests, I thought. Isn't that empirically true? Uh, yeah, but... It could know. be, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe they've done the data wow. and just finally decided it's not advantageous to the entire group. Uh, a good luck finding a test that is. There won't be um, no such Look, thing. I think tests are lame anyway, so... You do? Whatever. Yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Yeah, I think I honestly I think tests are lame too. 
took it once yeah. because I had already committed to college, so I didn't have that great of a score. Did you do Even math? though I'm are, a are you good genius. At math? math, Blair? Um, no, I, I, am, I decided at maybe five that I was done with math. And so um, now during quarantine, and I've been reading a bunch of finance books and deciding that I'm finally going to take charge financially and become an incredible financial tycoon. Susie so Orman, taken, a lot of Susie Orman. Not Susie anymore. I'm done with Susie. I'm on to Barbara Stanley. I'm then on doing Dave Ramsey. I took a money course. I joined Mint. I've calculated all my expenses. Wow. This I'm, is I'm, crazy. Yeah. I know I'm fucking flying. I'm um yeah. I did the opposite. I've stopped using Mint. <laughs> I'm just fucking like you know that's because you're rich johnny yeah i'm fucking hyper rich a person who has no job and no no potential to work in the future whatsoever except for podcasting i think johnny you're the richest blair is a lot more mid-level in the past six months i think she's doing pretty good now or she was and then there's me (laughs) who works at a bar in covina you pieces of shit okay (laughs) um but i've never like known like what's embarrassing is if you get too old it gets it's too like i you it's like when you have known someone a long time but you forget your name and it goes too long to ask so (laughs) that's how i felt about about money like i feel like i'm a little old to not know a lot of stuff so now i'm just ruthlessly trying to self-educate because what what do you not know besides gonna be rich what what else do you not know about you feel that you feel uh, you can't ask about besides finances? Because I think that that's pretty common. Though. Most people don't have any idea about how any kind of money things work because they were never taught that at all. I, mean, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't learn that shit on my own, too. Yeah. I don't know, so know shit I, about that. I also like lear- I'm learning about a, like a budget and, um, and then budget, making yeah. myself go stay in the budget. Um, I love to just spend money on food, like in a way that's so <laughs> insane and irresponsible. I do remember so you I- saying that the first time, <laughs> the first times we met, I was like, I don't know, we we're talking about something. And I was saying how uh, I was trying to talk you down about, oh, this isn't as great as you think it is. And you're like, yes, it is. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> And you were saying how, yes, if I was doing, if I could do that, I would be ordering food every single day. Every day I would order food. That's literally the only thing I care to spend money on. Like that's ordering, the main drive Getting for me. Getting like Postmates from Little Dom's every single day. I've never gotten Little Dom's Postmates. Oh my God. You in love my it. life. You ever had little dogs? I know I've been there. I've been oh, there, God, but I haven't. I wouldn't order food from there because I'm not a fucking bitch. But um, why would that be? A- I'm kidding. But what I want to be, the only reason I care about having money is like I just want to go to any restaurant when I want. Like that to me is like the dream. <laughs> Which is that's not that high of a bar. You realize? Yeah, I guess just for me yeah. right now, if I want to have like a retirement and like right. um. Well, and like investments and you're shit. not gonna like, retire you know that right no i'm going to i mean none of us are gonna retire retirement's done retirement's our generation is the the first generation that will never get to retire 
We're, you're I'm not going to retire. You won't. I'm going to try. There's but no I mean, what would Blair? What would retirement look like for you? Isn't yeah. aren't you living a pretty easy life right now? Um, <laughs> I can say that shot's fired. Sorry. I mean, when I'm fucking old, you know what I mean. And I, I want to have like twenty million dollars. I want. Okay, here we go. Cool. I, I want to be, um, like be like Melissa McCarthy in movies. That's like what I want. You mean right. so, but Melissa McCarthy makes a ton of money, but she also is always working. She can't spend her money because she just probably doesn't want to spend her money because she's always working. No, I feel like she's happy with her husband that she's um, friends with and, and their children. Right, but that still <laughs> means that, like, she's always, she's, she probably won't retire ever. Wait, okay, you guys didn't tell me, so, like, Steve told me what he was eating, but I still don't feel like I know the both of you, like what the food is that makes you really tick and go, you know? Okay, but before you do that, we have to get to this thing about retirement. You have to understand that it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, jo you know? Johnny, you don't want to retire. You like your life right now, right? I would never retire. I thought I could ever retire, but I think I would, I mean, if you're a comedian or an actor, you don't need to retire. And why would you? Yeah. You're so unhappy. Like no, so I don't unhappy. see those. I don't see movies or comedy like as a thing that I would want to retire from. Like I see. Well, that's what retirement is. Though. That's what you're saying. No, I know, but I mean, like that's if all goes well, you're still going. Yeah. Like I'm talking about having enough money. Like you know, I'm trying to build my wealth consciousness. <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't know what that means. It's like a weird buzzword, wealth consciousness. Um, like I've had Lynch. to examine a lot of my beliefs <laughs> and programming around money. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Well, all of us do live in the wealthiest country in the world. Actually, the third wealthiest, right? So we basically have a standard of living that is so far above the world average, it's obscene. Yeah. Yeah. We live in like utter opulence compared to most countries, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm so yeah. happy. I mean, I am like, a, I'm. Oh fuck! It cut out. Uh, uh, yeah, genuinely happy with my life, yeah. and I, I've experienced everything I could. I've had the most amazing group sex. I've sucked a couple <laughs> of perfect cocks. I've What's I've a... had an out. I've had an outback steak for you know twenty dollars. Like in in twenty years, we're gonna tell like our kids or our young people. Oh yeah, I used to be able to walk in this place and get a piece of meat for twenty bucks. Oh they're yeah, they're not that's... gonna believe it. They're not gonna believe it. That shit's done, man. Yeah. Really? Well, it's going to be done probably in the next 10, 15 years. Probably, yeah. Wow. Well, meat will just be – and, I mean, you know, all these breakouts and stuff, it's the meat we eat, they don't care about us. That's one, one of the reasons why we're – I don't care about animals. If you put a cat right in front of me, I'll snap his neck right now. I don't care about oh animals. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck, Steve? Just, I yes. dare you, put the cat in front of me. Uh, oh, but um, I just – I know corporations do not care about us. And factory farming, they do not care about it. So I will well, eat yeah. meat occasionally, but I, I know I'm going to have to pay a lot of money to get the quality to, to ensure that it's healthy and everything, except yeah. occasional pepperoni pizza. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, a little, a little uh, you know, nitrate-loaded meat on top of some cheese. <laughs> I love a, a cured meat. I love a cured meat. <laughs> who does it? There's, there's some famous writer. I can't think who it is, but his, the quote is goes like um, – I'm going to totally butcher it, but basically something about cured, like encased meats is one of the reasons for life or some shit like that. 
It was probably me. I probably said that. Yeah. Wait, Johnny, what's your favorite food? Favorite food? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I go like all you the like place. sandwiches a lot. I love sandwiches. I'm a huge fan of pretty much any kind of a high end Italian stuff. I do love like the real high end Italiano stuff, like a, you know, the kind of stuff that's mucho mm. dinero Italiano. Mm. I love Middle Eastern food. I absolutely love Middle Eastern food. You know what I really love? I love rustic cooking. I love stuff that's real, like home style, rustic anything. It's like a fingerling potato. Oh my God, yes. Right. So, you know, oh my God. I grew up eating parents, Southern huh? food because my mom is from Louisiana. So I grew up having like crawfish etouffee on my birthday. That was my favorite thing to have. And having like gumbo and going to New Orleans a bunch because my parents used to live there. So we'd go there for trips and I would just eat like crazy. So I like a lot of that stuff a lot. I like like uh, Southern, Cajun Southern food. Yeah, I'd say that Southern food is probably my favorite food. But um, I mean, I'm you, all over the place. If you like good Italian food, I mean, you guys got to do this kind of as a stunt, but kind of in real. But Blair, you got to take Johnny to your parents' house. I want to meet your dad, but I want a couple more credits under my belt before I do. Uh, I want, you know, a couple TV shows I can point at and say, just so he's not like this fucking loser. Like, you know, I, can I, I want... have a few more credits before I go too? <laughs> no, it's your, that's your family, man. But you got to go down parents. there. I mean, yeah. every time I see a video, I'm always like, God, I got to get some of this, this uh, ravioli. Yeah. Well, she takes all her girlfriends down. You see them at right. the beach, you know, having a nice appetizer. No, I feel I want, I, my dad always asked me, like, he's like, why don't you bring some friends down? But then I'm always like, oh, then my um, friends are going to be like, your parents are too rich, you know? Well, they what are, but they seem nice. Yeah. Who cares? I'm comfortable. I know. With I'm trying to get over that, but I feel like people like are like, hate on twitter they're like anyone rich um they that grew up wealthy doesn't deserve anything and is sucks and should die yeah but people say everything about everything all the time i know you're helpful in reminding me these things a lot well you know julia's family they're not they didn't i don't think they were rich when she was younger but they have money now if you've seen a picture of her parents you're like oh those motherfuckers oh, got I've money. Seen yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know what I love about rich parents is they usually pay for everything. So, oh, yeah. yeah, take oh, us yeah. down. Yeah, take us down there. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, the spread's there. And then we don't say anything about your rich parents because they're funny and they have all this food. It's like, yes, let us They're really them. nice, too. See? I love pictures of your mom. I love pictures of your dad. Your dad seems so funny. Um, Does your dad sound like this? Does he sound like this? Hey, Blair. <laughs> Does he talk like this? What is this bullshit? <laughs> this is a bunch it's, of bullshit. Who is this so, guy? It's so funny how clearly, like, the comedy community like knows the character of my dad. You have twenty-five minutes on him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't write. Don't write a half an hour on your dad. Okay. It's my favorite stuff. It's yeah. my favorite stuff of yours. Is. That to me is what really comes through. It's the stuff of family stuff because I can really, I can really see it. I can feel it. You know. Yeah, oh my yeah, God! That's oh, go the reason why I love you, Blair. Is um, I'm from a family with three brothers, and then our youngest is a sister. So I always think of you like as like my sister because it's just oh, such a yeah. it's such a rough and tumble world for, world for you guys. <laughs> I I remember a time my sister talks about this. 
like comedy has been, always been very valued in our family. And my, I'm about uh -huh. six Serious? years old. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, just amongst our, our um, siblings. I can't our parents, imagine that. That's our parents insane. were bad parents. I love them now. I'm very grateful that I've lived long enough to forgive them and have good relationships with them. Uh -huh. But me and my family, me and my siblings are like, we're funny. And we tell like hilarious stories, but my sister will talk about it when she was like six and we're like 10, 11. And she would tell us a stupid story. She'd be like, hey guys, guys. And then we'd be like, that story's dumb. Like you better tell, you better come with it if you're gonna tell us a story. Oh my wow. God, yeah, I got the same shit all the time. Yeah, like, that. just like I'd walk in the room just like wanting to share air with them. And they'd be like, it's fucking lame and annoying. Get away from us. Wow. Except look what it breeds. My sister is the funniest person I know now. And Blair, you're one of my absolute favorite comedians. You're such a crack up. That's this so is, nice. This Thank is because you. you were put into the flames like that. Otherwise, it wouldn't have formed you like this. That's like all of us, like in all my trauma therapy and stuff, like, um, like, I don't believe that everything happens for a reason. Like, I don't believe that, but I do believe that there are a lot of gifts that come from bad things. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I just got to always like make sure that I am, uh, like using the, whatever gifts come of bad things, you know? Yeah. I mean, how can you not use it, really? It's kind of like all there is. <laughs> I was just, like, preparing my set. Like, you know how I did that molestation set, like, right before quarantine? Right. And I was about to release it. I only did the set for, like, four weeks, but I didn't mm -hmm. want to do it any longer than that, even though I probably could have written a full hour on well, it. Well, you you're going to have to eventually. Well, I'm, like, I just was preparing it to release yeah. it on my Instagram. But I want to wait because, like, I don't think it's really appropriate right now. But like, um, the world while, needs the world needs some molestation bits, Blair. I think you've misread the room. <laughs> you think? There's I, probably I lots of molestation going on right now. There's probably a lot of molesters <laughs> who are like, "Yes, this is the time. It's the golden stay age, baby. <laughs> this is stay it. inside. Stay inside. Stay inside. <laughs> stay, come back. Come see Uncle Jason. <laughs> Uncle it's Jason's a got a pool. It's like a nine <laughs> Oh Christ! But I was like, I don't want to be like selfish. selfish I don't want to make do it or tone deaf. Tone deaf. How is this guy? Deaf. I gotta. We gotta put a stop to this. How is it tone deaf? Well, I just didn't know. Like, if it would, I just you know, everyone's going through a lot, so I wouldn't want to be like, hey, I got molested right now. You know, that is not tone deaf. Jesus Christ! There are people who say stuff about that that are just. Some, talk about tone, saying something like that's tone deaf is in itself tone deaf. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. I just, I'm, I'm putting them on blast. The, the woke scolds of the internet, get out of here. Go, go fuck, get outside or some shit. It's enough. I will say, Blair, I don't think that there's ever going to be like an appropriate time for a molestation chunk. It's just yeah. like, put, put it out there. And I do think, I do think, I mean, I heard the stuff. So I heard an early version of it, but it's so good. I think there's a ton of people. You heard it like the first time, I, or like second time. I, did I still it. haven't heard it. I want to hear it so bad, but I also yeah, you know, but I don't but it did good. It, if it did good at the Chatterbox, then it's gonna then you it only got better. So um, I think Chatterbox that, is the best room in the city. It's yeah, the greatest. Well, that's very sweet. Um, yeah, last time you came, Johnny, that was so fun. Yeah, um, I was nervous. You know that? Yeah. I was actually nervous. 
I uh, always get nervous I in a while. Up there, even though they're the best fucking crowd. Yeah, well, I you, was not loose as I should have been. You guys are, are great <sighs> comics, so you'll always do well there. It's well, some of these other lo uh, lollygaggers that I worry about sometimes, you know. You uh, are Steve. I love watching you. <laughs> okay. Thank you. That's very nice. It's true. It well, is I, true. Wait, who's well, a lollygagger and who sucks? I'm not, I will say, you know, I try to, when we book that room, and I book it along with Lisa Chenu and Scott Lors and Julia, but we try to give everyone a chance, all kinds of comics. But, you know, what works in L.A. proper, what works in uh, Manhattan, may not necessarily work in a blue-collar room. And Chatterbox is a blue-collar room. So you see a lot of people who have maybe industry heat that just go up. We lost you. God. I'm so frustrated by this stuff. Okay. Oh, did you, it's okay, did you, right? We, we lost you on saying people who have industry heat and then cut out. Okay, people who have industry heat, people who are good, uh, probably good actors and great on television and stuff. Yeah, Johnny, you. Uh, <laughs> uh, those people, but they might not necessarily be great stand-up, so yeah. they don't go there and do well. I think Chatterbox likes people who are authentically trying to be themselves. And I think both of your acts, that comes across pretty well. So, Do you think there'll ever be a return to any of that this year? Not this year. Absolutely not. Uh, it's, really, it's really kind of, I, this is what I keep thinking about is, uh, okay, um, if you think about what we're doing right now, we all know each other from stand-up, and if you think about any TV show or movie you watch, uh, almost everyone involved in that comes from either an improv background, a theater background, a stand-up background, some type of background of live performance, people who are writing, all the writers we know, people who start writing for multicam sitcoms, that's based that's a live performative thing. You're, you're interacting with people. There's a live audience there. A, a multicam sitcom is 100% just Shakespeare. It's just a modern day version of Shakespeare. And so we lost Blair again. This is ridiculous. So if you have all this Hi. stuff, yeah, she's back. If you have all this stuff that's based in live performance and has been for like a thousand years or more, what happens when, like, I see that production will be able to go back into production before maybe long before we can do live performances like we used to. So it's going to have this weird disconnect where the, the fuel, the thing that starts all creative uh, endeavors is not going to be going on. There'll be no theater, no, no live performances. I think it's going to be, we're pausing for a year, maybe two years. So it's just a pause. Yeah. Uh, if, if we want to like make a big deal about it, we can, but I just, I honestly don't think, I think we'll kind of be back to normal in a couple of years. And I also think, um, I, almost, I really look at this stuff as a gift from God that we get to reevaluate re in our own lives, what yeah. we truly love and what we truly want to do. And we as an industry, um, or even as just co comics, we can come up with new ways that we wouldn't previously. Because this kind of thing, this is the beginning of this. Well, there's yeah. going to be worse pandemics. The environment is going to continue to get worse, so it's not going to be safe to be outside. Uh, we're going to have to get more creative in how we do comedy. Wait, what do you mean? We can't go outside? I think it's, yeah, I think the world, will, global warming will continue to do its damage and we will only be able to go outside occasionally, yes. Where are you reading this? <laughs> I'm not getting that. The Heritage Foundation <laughs> newsletter I get every month says to say that. Blair, are you unmuted? I think. Okay, there you are. Good. Yeah. 
oh, I one never knows. <laughs> I'm, more, I'm more optimistic about that stuff than I think maybe you are, but I also think that I'm more pessimistic about VR stuff because it feels like if you can't do live performance, that's such like a fundamental aspect of human nature that it's really gonna kind of undo stuff. It's gonna be like, like, like building a building without a foundation. It's, like it's going to come, it's all going to come back. It's all going to evolve in the way that it's divinely supposed to. I heard people saying like, well, can, should we bring up Richard? I was like, yeah, I really wanted to go to Akbar um, on Monday. Yeah. And <clears throat> I didn't get to talk to you, Steve, but I was texting with Johnny a little bit. And I was like crying the whole fucking day. I was like, it just was so like horrible and like I just wanted to go to Akbar and like but I was like I'll I would hug the shit out of every single person <laughs> yeah. right if I went there I wouldn't be able to stop it wouldn't even be mad it wouldn't even matter and then I was like I just shouldn't I shouldn't we're, go we're talking about Richard Bamedian who took his life last uh just the other day so if you're listening yeah to this, a few days ago yeah um um I went and there were a couple people who hugged. Um, there was somebody that was like super drunk and was like hugging everyone. I feel I like heard, I, yeah. I feel like I had it the first week, so I don't really give a shit. Um, mm -hmm. But there were a lot of people you could tell that were like, some people cared less and there were some people who were standing far away. I, I really do. Uh, Richard's death is so fucked up, but it was doubly fucked up because we couldn't hug each other. It was I like, know, it's horrible. And I was like, I have a responsibility. I'm seeing my parents and like my newborn niece a lot, like through this. Like yeah, I can't here. be well, inappropriate. Um, yeah, it's crazy how much responsibility an individual has because of that. Like it's a thing where it really upsets things because I can think about myself. I'm not worried about that, but I have to worry me, about same. like the 10 people who it's just this, this contact web. And so it's like, God, you have to be like fucking considering it to be so considerate that it's i find it to be uh exhausting and overwhelming mm, it is totally well that's why it's I crazy i mean I, I i don't i don't um not that i don't blame i think they're being kind of dumb but when i see people out when i see them at the pool parties or at the bars i'm like dude i fucking i get it if yeah. i was a if yeah. i was a different person in a different kind of environment and everybody's because i you know i've been going i visited a couple of friends visited my sister in Corona and talked to a bunch of people out there, like just neighborhood suburban people. I hung out with my buddy out in uh, Marina Del Rey. And those pe the further you get from a metropolis city, the, oh, more, pe the more people are like, they're like, we don't give a fuck. This is bullshit. Yeah. And so uh, it's like- they The suburbs. Yeah, the suburbs don't care. And, and they have a, I, I don't want to say they don't have a right to, but they're just so much more spread out. It's not going to affect them as much as it'll affect people in cities. Yeah, my parents, like, really thankfully adhered to it, like, in the beginning. Um, it was, like, a little annoying, like, trying to get my mom into it. But once they knew, like, I mean, none of their friends, like, my parents obeyed at all compared to their friends who were like, it's bullshit. Da -da -da -da. That's a very good impression of... <laughs> Do that again. Orange County. Uh... Oh, my God. That's the best of the... 
That, that, like the lower <laughs> lip. The Slur- sloshing around their Kendall Jackson shard. Kendall Jackson! <laughs> That's what it is. There you go. Steve Kendall fucking- Jackson was really big in the 90s. Oh, How come, have you guys ever trash. noticed, like, in pictures? I don't know if it's in pictures or just when I talk, but sometimes it looks like my lower lip is going to, like, slide off my face. I don't, th- stop thinking about that. Stop right. thinking about that and do the impression again of the lady who's your mom's friend. What was it? What did like, what'd she say? It's like, it's nothing. Who can't, don't worry about oh, it. It's, that's bullshit. That's <laughs> bullshit. We're going to go to Freddy's. It's fine. <laughs> it's Thomas. fine. You have nothing to worry about. Nothing. But it was also, you did something like this. It was like, it's, bu- it's bullshit. Something like that. God, I don't remember. It's bullshit. <laughs> These numbers also, it's like, I was talking to a comic who's a friend, he's a very smart guy, who was also like, yeah, I wish it was deadlier, because then people would take it seriously. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe was, the maybe maybe the fall, maybe the uh, the boomerang. Yeah. Might yeah. Be the boomerang. What does that mean? <laughs> the boomerang. What are you talking? Well, about? you know, boomerang comes back after it leaves. Like there's the idea uh, that uh, it will get uh, worse in the fall because the what the, there's some name for it, but they call it when it when it comes the resurgence sometimes is usually worse. So. Uh, God, but how fucking on a positive note, how fucking good is it gonna be when we can all just like hang out? It will feel so good. It will feel so good. I don't think it is because I think it's not gonna happen. Like it's not just gonna be like, hey, you can hang out now. It's gonna be one of those things where it's just so. Well, I know, but when it it. is, yeah. God, stop it! Stop it! Allow some joy in. Allow some hope. I'm not. I guess I am. You know what I'm doing? The, I'm doing the thing where I don't, I'm trying to, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, make so much expect- expectations. Yeah, because well. I really think that otherwise it's like a thing where you're just kind of waiting for something to happen and it doesn't actually happen. It just happens so gradually you don't even notice it because it's like, it's like if you got mugged, right? If you got mugged today <laughs> for the next like probably month, you'd be like, God, you'd be looking around your shoulder and shit, you know? Even though you wouldn't be any danger, you'd still be very aware of it and it would take, a long time for you to, or maybe never, you might have been so like, you know, they might fucking suck a gun in your mouth and you'll never recover for it. You got all this trauma, or you might just take slowly start to be like, okay, I can trust some people again, but it, t- it wouldn't be, it's not gonna happen like in one day. I feel like the same with this where it's, you're just going to feel kind of skeezed out for a long time. Yeah. Quick, quick tip. I, I've thought about this. If someone sticks a gun in your mouth, pretend to like give a blowjob to the gun. They won't kill you. I think it'll just yeah. You're supposed to act crazy. Yeah, I think it'll skeeve them out more if you just start sucking it. Like, yeah, like working the gun. I I don't see how they wouldn't be like, yeah, this guy's this guy's pretty cool at least. Anytime someone's uh, trying to get you, you're supposed to act crazy. I do that. I love doing. I do that all the time. (laughs) Oh, we know you do. (laughs) I've been riding my bike around screaming a lot. Oh, that I'm I, sure that's just enhances the well-being in the neighborhood. Oh, I don't do it in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, you go to someone else's neighborhood. Yeah. The good thing is he's wearing, he's wearing a mask when he does it, so it's fine. Yeah. Sometimes. Can we talk about random or on-brand things we've done yes. during quarantine? For instance, I'm getting Reiki certification in a week. How do you get Reiki certification? <laughs> That's like I'll be, I'll be a Reiki is, healer. Honestly, this is um, I'm so happy right now that this is 
Yeah, you could have given me a hundred days, a hundred days with a typewriter to write. Like, what's Blair gonna say that you're not gonna believe? And I wouldn't have come up with a Reiki certification. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have said it. I wouldn't have thought it. Jesus Christ. Well, you know, she had all this time off. She, she she was able to take a crash course, you know. Yeah. Not the long Reiki certification, not the six month one, the eighteen month one. Reiki is oh the only God. thing. All comics are gonna have to become Reiki comics because you can't touch anybody, right? It's just gonna be like, like that's what it is, right? Well, I'm also gonna become a healer on the side because, um, you know, I have a lot to heal from. But I'm gonna get my breathwork certification too. So this is just for fun. I don't even know if I'll teach. But, but wait a second, I, how do you get certified in something that barely exists? Johnny, you don't know anything. I asked a question. That wasn't a statement. Kendall Jackson. <laughs> she Come went on. to this Kendall Jackson School of Reiki. Um, but Blair, how did you find the class? Oh, 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 my God, this is getting bad. I found it from my extremely, extremely high depth network of uh, spiritual people that I follow um, over many years, and I found the most reputable lady, so, yeah. What's her name? I got to hear this name. It's going to be good. Her name's Laura Elliott. Okay. I was hoping like for like a Willow or maybe like a... Uh, <laughs> I'm changing um, my name to fucking Willow. She's just <laughs> Samantha X. Yeah, or just like um, Star or something. Star. <laughs> star X, uh, Temple Jack. Star Saki. How do you... I don't get how you get certified in... Because isn't Reiki... It's energy work, right? You let, you put your hands energy over people. healing, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you tripping balls right now? You're just like... <laughs> I swallowed I a crystal. You. I took this crystal I got. I swallowed it. They say I the swallower. You get a colonic and they take, the, they take the crystal out and it's uh, it takes all the energy out of your colon and it puts it back into... And you put that in a jar in the fridge for a week and you drink the water. Anytime I get excited about something, people automatically assume that I'm not sober. So I always have to make disclaimers. We think we know you're sober. I just don't get how you get, how you can be Reiki certified. This is so weird to me. Well, you had to like, um, she, you had, <laughs> did you have a, any worksheets or anything? <laughs> I you did, right? They like probably talk about the, the different body parts and stuff. Like this area is called this. This is called the foot. This is called the stomach. This is called the leg. I can't. Here's the thing. Um, I don't know anything because it's just a full weekend course. So you go like, to like Santa like, Barbara or something for the weekend? Well, it's supposed to be in person, but I'm going to have to do it virtually. Right. And they teach you. So it's next week. Oh, and then I'll become certified. How much does it cost to get Reiki certified? I'm not telling. I'm I'm gonna say five hundred dollars. Less, but close. Okay. Well, so what do you do when you're certified to to do Reiki? Reiki. I don't fucking know. I really don't know that much. I'm just gonna become certified, and then so, I'll tell you. I guess. So I want to bring this back around to something we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. So you said you're really getting into sort of financial uh, awareness and. <laughs> responsibility <laughs> um, 
Okay, here's what my incredible rebuttal that will be so quick off my tongue will be to right. that. Um, you know, as I've done a lot of this um, financial mining into uh, my money beliefs and priorities, what they say is you have to boil it down to what your authentic money code is, what you value spending your money on, and then you have to ruthlessly cut out the other things that you don't highly value. For me, as you know, um, many uh, traumas in my life and stuff. So I, I work really hard at all the, the healing and stuff. And I'm getting a trauma is- right now from you walking around so much. Can you sit still, please? Sorry. Oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. Um, I'm going back to my couch. Great. Um, so anyways, yeah. So I don't – I'm not, like, putting this uh, – all of my eggs in a reiki basket it's just more something i think will be cool that i'm interested in i understand okay that was uh not a pithy response at all it was more like kind of this thing i don't quite i i, I mean i, I, I think feel it's like fine. it was pretty clear what what else have you spent money on and that's unlikely in the quarantine because i was pretty excited to tell you guys about the reiki oh i was excited to hear it believe me I, it's gonna be thinking about this for a long time <laughs> I can't wait to get reikied. At the, it's probably going to cost, what, $200 to get reikied? <laughs> For you, Johnny, it costs like 20 pal. Oh, my <laughs> God. I'm paying 20 grand to get reikied by you? Jesus Christ. I you know do, you wouldn't. What you should do is I'm go to Russia. Go to Russia no. and tell people you're a, a reiki person. They would probably pay top dollar. In all seriousness, I do want to become more equipped to... Like, I think I might need, like, some breathwork classes. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I want to make some more tools available to the community um, if I have anything to offer. And also, um, with all this horrible stuff going on, like, I've also, it's in the pilot I'm writing, but I feel like I'm feeling called to talk more about mental health in, like, my work. That makes sense because it's a big part of your life, so... Yeah, why, why would you probably the it? biggest one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I started doing some worksheets. You know, you sent me some of those worksheets. Those have been very helpful. <laughs> For real, they're very good. I like the worksheets. I, I forgot I sent you the worksheets. It's the great. I like the worksheet. I did it. I did so it. So wait a minute. What are, what, are the, what are these worksheets? What are they? It's pretty uh, new age stuff where you fill out like gratitude, uh, talk about your how you're feeling. Talk about uh, I mean, what else is in there, Blair? It's like making lists um, of different. Are things. you familiar? Are you familiar with the holistic psychologist on Instagram, Steve? Uh, what's their name? It's called the holistic psychologist. Is the handle? No, but, I'll um, look it I'm up sure right Julia. I bet you anything, Julia follows her. But anyways, it's like her her to her morning practice journal prompts, and it kind of like you set an intention for the day you're like, what are some things I'd like to improve on? What's some more empowering, some more empowering beliefs? Like who do I, what, what, what do I envision myself as my best self type shit? So then you're kind of, you have a direction for your day, I feel like. I have been journaling just about every day since quarantine started in the morning. I write about a page and a half single space. And I find that that is like strangely helpful. It's something. Oh, where that's I got, definitely, yeah. I, I, it's probably, I try to walk for at least three miles every day. I'm working up to push-ups to do like 40 push-ups every day, 50 uh, squats. And then I'm writing at least 800 words every day, which I didn't do. 
How and I'm just words are like two pages, three pages. It's, a, it's probably about two pages. That's pretty good um, though. But it's day. an hour. It's an hour, hour and a half. But yeah. I wasn't doing it before. And I'm yeah. telling you, especially with the Bane stuff, like I'm, I almost feel like I'm with so the, grateful. The that what stuff? The Bane with, with Richard Bane stuff. Richard. Oh, Bane. Yeah. Um, because I, I just have been writing so much about it, and it's really helped me to process it. Even though it's only been a couple of days, but yeah. I feel like without some of that stuff, I don't know. It, it helped me to cry a lot and to like. There's, when I wrote, I, um, when I found out on Monday, I, I found out pretty early before you tweeted your tweet, Johnny. Um, mm. And I felt like I got hit with like a truck. I did not know how to, and I was like, I don't, I feel numb right now. I don't know how to access this stuff. But finally, when I wrote my uh, tweet about Bane around two or three, that was like the thing that opened the floodgate for me. And I had to like, just go to the other room and like, just weep. And I was like, oh, I hope Julia stays out of here. Gives me a nice 20 minutes of solid weeping time. Yeah. Yeah, I've just been angry about it. I don't think I've been sad yet. I don't know why. I just haven't. But it's very. You're, just, it's very, you're mad that he did it. Oh, just you know, just the whole thing. Anytime that happens, it just it's like, it feels like you, um, like I'm angry. It's almost like a like this massive inconvenience in a sense where it's just oh great, this is this this thing that's happened that is uh, it's like being someone stole from you. You'd be mad if someone broke into your house, right, and stole a bunch of all your shit. It feels like a, a version of that. Someone you love, yeah. Yeah, so I just like, I'm super angry. Like, what the fuck? This is bullshit. And I just get really angry yeah. about it for a long time. Yeah, I don't know. I just get super so angry about that stuff more than anything. And then it's like sometimes over, slowly over time, I start to, I'll feel sad about it. But it's like, I don't know. It's, I'm always just angry about it and not anything else. I don't know why, but... <laughs> Maybe you haven't gotten to sadness yet. I, Probably. Um, I, sadness is underneath anger. Um, yeah. But I have been doing these breathwork classes, and um, they're so gnarly and so intense. Like, that's when I find myself, like, I really cry, and I really release a lot of, like, whatever's inside me. I have one tonight, and I'm sure it's going to be... I bet it is, Blair. I bet it's going to be waterworks. <laughs> well, you said, Blair, you, I think you texted me that you were doing these breath classes. And I was like, oh, I think that's something I need to do, too. Because I do think is, as I'm a pretty self-reflective person. I know what's going on inside of me. But sometimes I think with emotions, because I had so much trauma when I was little, uh, I don't think I know how to access something. So I think it might take something physically like that for me to get cracked open in the way that I need that stuff does. It really work. is. Yeah. It's, it's so heavy because like I've been, when you do trauma therapy and stuff, like one of the, a lot of things, first things people recommend to you is breath work. Um, I'm reading the body keeps score right now after like many years of people also recommending that, but it's basically how trauma lives in your body, like more so than your head. Um, and like with breath work, I've meditated for years and it's so helpful, but breath work, because it's so physically intense, it bypasses your brain and goes straight to like your heart. Yeah, and it really does. So then, That's interesting. Yeah. Like, cause you're, you're, you, it's requiring so much of you that you don't really have the time to have monkey brain with a bunch of thoughts and stuff. Yeah. I've only done it one time and it was early in the quarantine. I did like a, a hour long guided meditation on it was some instagram live it was attached to this like supplement i like to take and uh i was really surprised how 
how difficult it was at some point because it almost feels like uh like you're almost like you're drowning or something it feels kind of like scary because you're following someone oh their breath and it start after you feel like you've you've come gone, gone past the scary part of oh i'm i'm feel like i'm drowning right now because i can't breathe even though you literally are breathing then there's this weird sort yeah. of clarity and it doesn't make any sense that it's just from from doing certain types of breaths oh it's crazy like the physical sensations like your whole body is vibrating so yeah. hard your hands clamp up like um what i mean it's just a wild thing and also like one of the thing in all these breathwork classes that they do is like during the second to the last song they have you do a primal scream and i See, that's what never, i love i had never done that in my life i do you it have it pillow no i've never done it in my life like oh my God. i've never screamed like that like I'm pretty like anger phobic person anyways. Yeah. Like not that I don't feel it, but like I um I'm afraid of it. Um so like I go I'm quick to like sad instead of anger, but um yeah, like the scream was so gnar the scream is so gnarly to me every time. It feels so fucking good and it's crazy when I'm screaming what pops up in my mind you know like from childhood or mm. it's like you're the whole thing is fucking cool yeah i love this this 8 p.m you know the whole 8 p.m scream for the healthcare workers thing i think it's yeah. great but really i don't do it for them i do that shit for me i go out there i don't fucking <laughs> go like i don't whistle or clap i just go like ah i scream at the top of my fucking lungs i sound like i'm dying like, like a dying cowboy you need a video you need a video of that that's so funny i'll do it i'll By make a way, video of it. maybe my building hates healthcare workers this is i haven't heard it one time oh well you can start it up text everybody text everyone on that chain <laughs> we lose steve i deleted that tweet because oh, i got shit. too scared that they would see it um i'm sorry i oh, missed the tweet shit. what was my the tweet oh um uh blair got added to a a group text from people in her building which was like oh okay, yeah never mind i know what this is yeah i saw nightmare that. <laughs> um, you start screaming you guys, at eight open your door is... eight and fucking just <laughs> i'll show you how you do it ready this is how you do it, I'm gonna do it full, full volume ready <laughs> okay <laughs> or i can do like this ah! It kind of the the it like you match up the mic so oh yeah kinda, yeah oh that I thought so you did it on purpose I can do it even louder um, but okay the phone's I dying to go you gotta my go phone's dying I gotta go okay well we're just getting warmed up here <laughs> damn I love you guys that was fun I'm glad yeah. I got to see you I love you too love you Johnny love you guys this is great we'll be back here again next week here on live to tape with Blair Saki and Steve Hernandez here on the internet because comedy is dead for at least three years bye, bye. Okay, I'm stuck.